Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you're listening to this. And welcome to the show that's going to do a podcast for an hour to hour and a half. But really, my partner doesn't know I'm going to quit the next day. You tuned in to another episode <laughs> of It's a Black and White Thing. Hilarious. <laughs> I am A1. Uh, you can you can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars, anthentertainment.net. If you have iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Play, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, if you search hashtag brains and bars, it's all letters all together like you would type a hashtag, hashtag brains and bars. You can find every episode of the podcast there. Twitter, Facebook, search at brains and bars and you can uh, you can check us out there. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Shout out to the humble one, B. Harris. Um, check out his YouTube page, Puss in Boots Gaming. Um, he's got a new video up, new video out, new gameplay video out called Not So Speedy Speed Run. It's a Resident Evil 2 gameplay. So go check that out. We appreciate him hosting us each and every week. And as always, I'm not by myself, but I'm joined by my co-host, my ace, A-World. What's going on, Mitchell? What's good? What's good? What's good, world? Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, thank you for listening. If you've ever listened to the full hour and a half, we appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> I know the homie Ricky just walked in the building. Shout out to um, Ricky. Shout, yeah, shout, shout out to Ricky. He's he's the one that always put us up on game to new podcasts. Um, so that's the homie. But um, uh, imaward.com. You can go to the website, get all the hyperlinks, find the merch, music, battles, etc., etc. Um, once again, it's good to be here. Man, I don't know if we've ever had five weeks in a row of podcasts before. I think this is like four or five <laughs> weeks in a row, like where we actually met together. So I feel like we got like a, a Whit Merrifield streak. Like, is it? It's not over, is it? Nah, it's not over. Okay, not okay. Over. I feel he like probably, we got. He probably already got a hit. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> might be, at, you know, Whit 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 at thirty games, something like that. So we we might be on our little Whit Merrifield, you know, a streak here with the podcast. But uh, but now nah, it's good to be here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, also, special guest in the house joining us once again. Shout out to the homie Jarvis in the building. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, man, I'm doing wonderful. It's nice weather, man. Good friends. Good topics, man. Gorgeous. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I want to echo A Ward's sentiments. Um, I've been feeling grateful for everyone who listens to the podcast, who checks us out when we drop weekly. We do appreciate y'all. Continue to support. Put us on. Tell a friend and tell a friend. It's those boys again. Um, you know, bang bang, black and white gang. Let's go. So, uh, that's dope. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, if you are a regular listener to the show, if you're new to the show, we always started out by going over what I learned. And so this week, I am like prepared, like like 85 percent prepared. Like I had, I got the topics sent out. You know what I'm saying? So I got a lot of stuff that I learned. So I'm not gonna try to, you know, uh, to use an old old preacher term. I won't be before you long, but. I got a few things that I that I learned this week, and so I want to get into that. So first thing, um, you know, last week it came out story dropped that Steph Curry now can he was once blind, but now he can see. Um, he's been suffering from blurry vision. He got contacts, it cleared it up, and now everybody's going all bonkers and crazy because now Steph Curry, one of the great, if not the greatest, three point shooter of all time already. <laughs> He now has 2020 vision, essentially, because of these contacts. And um, listen, I'm not raining on this parade because everybody was going nuts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So as someone. So let me let me say this now, because my friends are going to hear this. 
And they're going to say, you 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 putting yourself on the same level as Steph Curry? You doing? No, I'm not saying that. I am not Steph Curry. He's I'm not definitely a, about to say that. I am not about to say Sound that. Sound like that's what he's going to say. I'm not a Steph Curry level shooter. He also told us he shoots like Ray Allen. I never said I shoot like Ray Allen. Don't start that, with this propaganda. He man. said a three-point competition, he can hang with Ray Allen. Oh. I said I have the confidence that I can hang with anybody on any given night. I including Ray Allen, right? Including the best of the best. I just like that. Including the best of the best. I could get I'll go out there and get dusted. That's fine. <laughs> but I I am confident. So my point is, is that when I was in high school, I am nearsighted. So the rim was blurry for me. And people who play with me in high school would tell you, yeah, he can shoot. Like he shoot. Now, I was not Steph level shooting in high school, obviously, because I'll be playing basketball. But I was effective enough with blurry vision where to me, shooting is about form. It's about, I mean, with Steph, it's kind of genetics. I mean, it's in his system, right? I mean, he got it from his pops. But it's about form, repetition. I mean, because honestly, basketball is kind of what I forget. I don't want to say phys- what, what's the science behind this. Where we're talking about we're shooting a, a, a round ball into a hoop, mm-hmm. right from distance. So I mean, you know, their angles, geometry. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. The mathematical science I'm looking for. Like I get it. Bars and science. Shout out to Cassidy. Wow. He said, wow. He said, wait, wait till you get these bars and these science. Man, I wish we had the time to talk about Cassidy. You just made me think of that when you said science. But you know what I'm saying? But like, I, to me, shooting is about form. It's about form and it's about repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something I would do, I would go to the, I would go, I mean, we all did, right? Like if you enjoy, like if you, Jarvis, you with baseball, me with basketball, I don't know what if you did this with like any sport, but yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. as a kid, I'd go to the gym Rolling. and I would, I would be there all day. So I go in at nine. I leave at eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I would do all day. And so, like, when nobody wanted to play, I was shooting. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's just shooting jump shots from all over the court. Back, how long ago was that? I mean, yikes, man. That's like, I think those days are officially an adult now. Right. So, so, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you say it's more like you're, you're going more to, like, muscle memory? Yeah, I mean it, it is. It, it's it's once once you are really good at it, it becomes like muscle memory. Like Steph does all this crazy, like shooting from all these crazy like angles and stuff like that. So when he gets into a game and he's doing it, it's I I put it to you like this: you could blindfold Steph and give him a hundred jumpers, and I guarantee he's going to make at least fifty. Well, some of it he has already said. Sometimes I don't even see the rim, whether that be. My uh, my defender is in my face with his hand, whatever the case, or I haven't quite set yet to get the shot off. But I know that I only have this amount of time to do it. So mm-hmm. then that's why I use the term muscle memory mm-hmm. kind of takes over. Yeah. yeah, because even if you play basketball enough, you you've had a, a moment where you've tried to put a shot up and the defender's hand completely obscures your view of the rim and you still shoot it anyway. And I mean. I'm not. I don't no, know. See, what that's my, called a bad shot. <laughs> no, I mean, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's, no, no, he's no, no, the no, best no. bad shot taker ever in history. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. Steph Curry takes a lot of bad shots. Well, Ooh, it's not. It's not the bad, bad shot. We are gonna get back to that. It's not that the, it's a bad shot. I would say Antoine Walker. We could get into. <laughs> yeah. that. There's a few people that took a lot of bad shots. <laughs> no, but, Kobe. I mean, Kobe's number two on that list. <laughs> I'm not sure. This uh, is bad not for shot maker. Yeah, and bad shot taker too. Like James Harden's working his way up the list too. No, no, no. Listen, I told y'all I watched James Harden in person. But he takes a lot of shots with hands in his face, as we just broke down. That's but not it, a good shot. Nah, Somebody's probably trying to open. get fouled. 
Nah, yeah. I my mean, my coach always told Russ me bad shots. That, Russ got that turnover. Russ just be taking bad Russ shots. Russ just, oh man, he Russ, he that's my guy. Make that's em. my guy. When he does the flailing three point attempts, like hey, bro, he hit that he mug made, last he made night. Two though. of them last he hit night. That joint. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, man, while I'm on the A Direct TV, man, what was up with with TNT blocking out the game, man? Always in this area. Uh, what channel is? I used to have it memorized. I, I like I like Russell Westbrook, so I'm always down to watch a triple double. I forget what it is, but we have like if you have the sports package, I have Direct TV. Then they have it it's all it's it's right it's a few channels below the royals man i was yeah, so it's a few mad. channels below nah, the Royals. so why it's like did they have the heat on tnt because it's way's last game yeah it's the way way's last no game. i thought they didn't have it on tnt oh gotcha gotcha no. gotcha oh well, you yeah, know i got the, i got the jailbroke fire sticks so i was watching no, it on wait, pass, they did have I, it on tnt they had the celtics and that's what I, i've seen celtics tweets that said it was like a tragedy a tragedy that they didn't have Dwayne wade's last game on tnt or or dirks i would have took i would have taken Dirk yeah in this game too. yeah but dirk was playing that card that he wasn't gonna retire he was playing. But I'm not retiring. But he did though, and everyone kind of knew it. I yeah. know we're getting on a, like a, a huge NBA tangent. But shout out to my man Bridges from uh, Villanova, uh, oh, that yeah. plays for the Suns. Mm-hmm. Who like Dirk got the ball with maybe like five seconds left, and he came out and doubled him. It's like let Dirk shoot the ball, dog. Like what's wrong with you right now? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? I, I think I was he's like, a am rookie. I the only one who noticed that that he like tried to stop Dirk from no, shooting. No, Dirk his last noticed shot. it because Dirk said something about it. Well, yeah, what's bro. the name? Uh, Wade tried to throw himself a oop off the backboard and. The dude for the uh the dude for the 76 is like literally boxed him out and swatted it away. It's like a minute to go and it's a 23 point game. Uh, Hey bro, ain't no free buckets out here. Down 13. No, ain't no free buckets out here. I am so team. I am team no no free shots. There with his hands up. I'm like, let Dirk. This is the last time we get to see Dirk shoot. No, let me tell you something. Denied it. The Phoenix everybody did their numbers on the Phoenix Suns. I feel like every time you looked around, somebody had a career game. Lonzo Ball. Dirk. Everybody <laughs> did their numbers on the Suns. I, I'm with I'm with Mikael Bridges on that. No, no free shots for you, Dirk. I mean, it's bad on, enough man. you got thirty. Oh, Dirk on. ain't hit. Had Dirk hit? Did had, Dirk had thirty last nah, night too? Wade I don't think 30. he did. Yeah, Wade had Dirk. thirty. I don't think Dirk had thirty. Hold on, last hold on. Night. Let me look that up. I think I he could've... had thirteen. No, bro. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, back to the Stephen Curry thing, I think what people were so going nuts about was that he was literally like 56% from three-point range in those first like nine games mm-hmm. since he had put the contacts in. Like, Because we didn't hear about the contacts till it was almost a month to a month and a half after he yeah, had them put after in. After it actually happened. Uh, today's the 10th, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday was the ninth. Dirk put up 30 points. Wow. I, I, told, didn't, I didn't realize yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. He no, could have had 33 if it wasn't for Bridges, man. That, Come and on, again, And again, everybody did their numbers when they played man. Phoenix. Phoenix Jamal was Robert the... had 51. Yeah. They were the slump Last buster. night. Luke, if you were struggling, sons. you were struggling, you went to Phoenix, you got yourself Luke, right. Luka had a triple-double. I'm not a huge Luka fan, but really? he, had a, he, had a, he had a triple-double. I like Luka. I'm a Trey Young guy. I mean, I think there's room for both. There's room there, for there both. There is, but I'm. I'm. I think... Never mind. I ain't, we ain't about to do that. We hold on, hold on. Okay, we got to get back on track because I, 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 I try to set these 20-minute limits and we just spent like 10 of them <laughs> Don't talking worry, about. Don't my, my what I'm looking forward to ain't long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, again, my point is is that, listen, to me, shooting, again, like you said, it's like muscle. It's just about repetition, form, and getting those reps. And to me, Steph, again, he's put in the work. He's got the genetics. And it's not crazy for me to think that a guy who was looking at the rim. Now I will say I don't want to say like I'm downplaying it because that's something else my friends do. Oh man, you just downplaying the fact like that I'm not downplaying it. I'm not because the thing that, that what is crazy about Steph is the fact that the rim is blurry and he was shooting it from thirty. 
Like he can pull up from third. Like let me tell you something. Like I I love watching that OKC game in sixteen where he pulls up on Andre Robertson from like thirty feet and he hits the jumper to win the game and they come back. Like to think that this dude is shooting from distance like that and bro, you can't really see the rim for and real. Dancing. You know, yeah, and doing this dance and all and that stuff. So see? that is crazy. I do give him. The con- like you know how mad I would be if I just found out the fact that you was taking all these jumpers and you really couldn't see. I'd be pissed off if I was Steve Curry if I just found out now. I mean, my take on it, I was one of those fans who like probably, in your opinion, over blew it. To me, I think that's crazy. I mean, it is. So I'm not again. I don't want muscle memory or not. To me, it's just like you is. can't see. As someone who can't see, like <clears throat> I take my contacts or glasses off, like it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Listen, <laughs> listen. I again, I told you, I did that in high school. You cannot pay me today to go play on. I play with goggles because I'm not putting contacts in my in my eyes. So I'm never stepping on the court without my goggles. Like so if, you, you went Horace Grant. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Red specs. Yeah, yes. my man. Missing I, bunnies like Horace Grant too. <laughs> I said, bro, how you shoot like you go, that out you go there? Short shorts, high socks. <laughs> no. You know what? I didn't go short shorts, but back in high school, I was like, I, I was like, uh, so I had on. I used to play in. Air Force Ones because of she, which is like boots, which is like playing in boots. Air Force Ones because of she. I had the uh, the knee high socks because of Jerome, uh, big dog. Jerome is a big dog. Williams. Nah, that's uh, that's uh, that's Glenn Robinson. Not not Glenn Rob. Well, Glenn, Glenn Robinson, Robinson is big too? dog though. Yeah, he's okay, big dog. Glenn Rob, but he was called a dog too. I got look up. I got look up his nickname. Jerome. He played at Georgetown. He played. He might have been there with AI. I think you're talking about Sweetney. No, nah, not Michael, Michael Sweeney. Sweeney was young. <laughs> he, he was younger than AI Jerome. I'm t- it's not Jerome Williams with the kind of like the gap teeth. Um, he he kind of little light skinned ball. Used to play for Toronto all the yes. time. I think it was Jerome Jerome Williams. I think. I right. he, but he had like a guard. Like guard it, was dog. Big dog? No, you know it might have been Glenn Big Dog Robinson because I don't think Jerome. I think Jerome might have been. That was around 95, 96. I don't think Jerome was in Georgetown yet. Because I feel like AI was like. Yeah, 90s. He, was, 90, he was like, like yeah, that might be. So, so I like, like I like 90s. He came put out it, in put it, put it this way. I like the Steves. The cat from Arizona, the center from Arizona, had that look too. So I had, so I played ball with the knee high socks. The center. Uh, he's Edgar something. I think Edgar something. It's like Ed or Edgar something. I mm-hmm. I'll look it up anyway. Because I remember uh, Jason Terry and Michael Dickerson and Michael Dickerson played with the socks up high too. Keith Van Horn, Jason Terry. Yes, I like that look. He's trying to play you with that legend. Nah, he not. Hey, Keith Van Horn was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. Y'all not gonna play him short, man. I would, I would, I would say like Kerry Kittles was who probably like if you. I like, I like the look. So that was my. I like, I wore those. So I had on, like I said, I had on the Air Force Ones, the mids too. Not the lows, the mids. Now you can't hoop in no Air Force One lows, bro. You <laughs> yeah. can't do that. That's an angle. You can't do that, bro. Injury weight. But yeah, but and then I wore number twenty because I realized, like, so I told Ward last time we had the show, we uh, I went to uh, the Midwest Regionals mm-hmm. here in KC, yeah. and it was a dude from Houston who that dude couldn't shoot. I mean, he couldn't dribble. All he did was shoot. Like he tried to dribble, it did not end well from him. And like I was like, that was me. Like I was. They wanted me to play a big. I wanted to be a guard, and so like I had no handle. So you was a face up four, huh? Basically, <laughs> really face up five. They made me play center, and I'm like six one, like one eighty, soaking wet, six mm. two, mm. and they got me playing center. I'm like, no, but I want to shoot. Like, no, don't make me. So I realized in order for me to get on the court, I was gonna have to play defense. So I wore twenty for Gary Payton. Gotcha. So that was my whole. That was my get up. Twenty for Payton. Air Force ones on my feet. Socks up to my knees. 
That was my aesthetic. Man, I look like a nerd, man. Oh, oh my God. Oh no, my God. not you. Not A1. <laughs> <laughs> All awesome. right, man. Let me move on to what else I learned this week, man. So, if you go to the Atlantic, man, just go Google Atlantic. Quality website, man. The Atlantic is a quality website. Um, and look up, just type in the Atlantic and like how to be a nemesis or choosing my nemesis. There's this article about um, basically you have a you basically find someone who's not think who's in the same field as you or what you aspire to be who's not thinking about you and you kind of i guess it's almost like i guess Jarvis, you say it's about it's almost like a muse right mm-hmm. in the, in that way where you just like you're looking at this person like oh my nemesis is having a good week i need to step my game up like i need to try harder you know and, and i read this article and i thought man if you do this what kind of you're lame but then i said you know what let me let me try this out let me embrace this right so again go check it out it's on the atlantic uh matter of fact let me click the link let me see if i can click this link right here see if it'll open it up for me yeah in in the defense the article yourself a nemesis is the title of the article the the article kind of like is a bit lame i read it and it it is it it makes it seem like it is kind of lame but i understood it i understood it when i read it i was just like i i get that and probably the person who can speak best to it is Ward over here because he probably has a lot of has, has a nemesis or has people that look at him in that <laughs> light. So it's, just, it's are you at what's the question? Are you asking? So so basically the the so I give you a, an idea, right? So the opening article of this nemesis, this young lady, she tweeted, "My nemesis is having a good year professionally and has clear skin. It's a lot to take." Right, so so creating somebody like well, this person's probably created created a nemesis rather than it's like, a no, it's sure. an actual uh, yeah. I mean, they they don't know each other. They don't know each. They're other. They're not like like rivals, right? Or competitors. Ooh, I, I guess the difference there's a difference in a yeah. nemesis and a rival, huh? There is uh, and, co- and a, just a straight up competitor, yeah, for sure. We we kind of talked about it before we yeah. started this, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to have a, a a nemesis to, I mean, like kind of. This is so lame. I don't know, um, set certain bars, you know, so that you can kind of, you know, I, you wouldn't have like a terrible nemesis, like, oh, that person's trash, a beat, you know, but I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. What's wrong with having a nemesis? It's lame. What do you it mean? Lame? Like, like, so we were talking, I was like, it's one thing, so. What's the ex- Bible say about it? <laughs> I mean, even even God had a nemesis, right? Like, really, really, you said that my brain was like, does not compute, does not compute. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, what, what? Uh, but now, nah, man, like, um, so like, so you know what? I'm skip all that. So, but I'm going to get to a couple of nemesis that I'm going to create out of thin air, and I'm going to just let them know. Like, somebody get this podcast into their hands, let them know. Like, I don't know if you can get the podcast in the hands of momentum. You're right. Not into their hands, but into the. I get don't it. think momentum is. Get like, it, get it think... to their mouths to click on. <laughs> get right? it to their ear, you know, to their mouths for them to there click on. So I'm going to share this once mm-hmm. once it drops. Share this to these, pe- these following people. Gotcha. Listen, Joe Button. Why? You're a nemesis. He had, he had his podcast. His podcast. He's, he's got a podcast that Nemesis drops on... has negative hey, connotation to hey, it. He, he, he's got. A, a co-host black dude and a white dude <laughs> with red hair <laughs> is parallels. You know, like, you're clearly Roy, right, bro. Yeah. I'll, ta- I'll be mild. You know what I'm saying? I'll be mild. And then, like, I guess, I guess, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not quite the same, but I guess, you know, B can be white part or he can be black parks. See? Um, you know. And so many parallels. You know, so. I get it. We don't have cameras right now, Joe. You got you got one up on us right now. You have <laughs> you have a deal with Spotify right now, Joe. You got two up on us right now. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. I'm coming for you, Joe. You don't know who I am. You don't care who I am, but I'm coming for you. I feel it. I'm coming for it. his resume. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't I talking about music. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 I feel it, man. I, I, I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Listen. So, real quick, I don't want to stop yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead, Ward, go ahead. Ward recognizes, and I had to come to this realization, that I recently was made aware that I have a nemesis. Yeah, that's true. Someone, <laughs> someone, well, I'm someone's nemesis. Yeah, there you go. Someone that I wasn't necessarily like ever checking for. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, a few business dealings, but once those kind of concluded, I went about my way and I thought this person went about their way. But here recently with just like some surrounding <laughs> current events and things like that, it was made clear I have a nemesis. And we also agree on the fact that once a certain amount of um, alcohol is involved, you find out real quick real if quick. someone's your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I made a post about the rules. I said, because you know everyone, and we'll talk about this later, I, I am very fond of Adalberto Mondesi, mm-hmm. who plays shortstop for yep, the Royals. Yep, that's your guy. Anytime he does anything, I'm kind of letting the world know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's just my thing. And this guy jumped on and he continued a conversation that we were having days ago, not about Adalberto Montesi or the Royals. And yeah, it I'm was like, interesting. And we're, we're, you know, going back and forth and I entertain it because me being the person that I am and kind of having the, the, the internet reputation that I kind of have. This sounds corny, like the internet reputation, but I'm known as like a fairly petty person. And like once I know that I'm under your skin, I'm I'm living there. I'm you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm kicking off my feet. Like you know what I mean. I might take my socks off. Like that's how comfortable I get knowing that I am in like owning a little bit of space in your mind frame. So you know I, I'll indulge. You know sometimes friends jump in. It's all this kind of like sick vicious cycle of internet stuff. But you have them and you understand it. And you know, since then, that person's kind of apologized. They've 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 made good with me at least because it didn't really mean that much to me in the first place. So it was really kind of easy to make those amends. But I, I learned that, and I kind of understand it because, like I was explaining to you off air, I was probably just one of those boxes that he never checked off mm-hmm. of whether getting my approval or anything like that. So as that time and distance grew, that just irked him. It, clearly, it just irked him. And he was like kind of just waiting, 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 waiting. Ah, here's something that I know. And he talked about that subject. Let me tell him how he's wrong. And then it just kind of spawned into this internet thing where <clears throat> everyone had something to say about it. <laughs> Listen, man. And that is... I mean, no offense to you guys, because I have no idea who he's talking about. Yeah, we're going to keep it nameless. You know, I might stalk his page and see if the, the post is still up. But uh, <laughs> one, one of them is, actually. One of, one of them is. But come on, man. You can't let someone occupy... I'm not even going to go through the rest of my list. I might, I might come back next week with my next nemesis. But Joe Budden, we coming for you. But you can't let somebody occupy that kind of space in your mind. Like, like I, what good does it do? Nemesis like, of the week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nemesis of the week. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. We, so I would go with the acronym N O T W, but I'm pretty sure it's not of this world. Yeah, and that's a, a that's huge a Christian, Christian bumper Christian. sticker. Is that still around? They used to be a clothing brand. I don't know. I always see those bumper stickers. Yeah, I remember. I, I they, they used to be a clothing brand. I don't know if they're still around. But <laughs> shout out to them. That's funny. All right, last thing on the list, man. What I learned this week. So, 
this is just a crazy story. Like, this is just something I just happened to bump into on the internet. I was on Twitter and I saw this guy kind of run down his list of things on this story. And I, and I had, I was compelled to click it. So a young man witnessed his father kill his mother when he was like three, three and a half years old. Police come around. He said, he, the, I guess they talked to the boy. He goes, daddy hurt mommy. No, shot mommy. He said it in the, he said in the shot, article. Okay. In the article, it says daddy I shot mommy. It. I missed it. So the yeah. one I read was Washington Post. So I just copied and clicked it because I just mm -hmm. saw, I just Googled yeah, it because I already read the story. The one you sent me was from CNN and it says daddy shot mommy. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he says that they don't believe him. It becomes a cold case. He grows up, sues his father for wrongful death and wins like 24, 26 million, which I mean, how? how? I, just, I, I really I really need someone to break down how he got $24, $26 million. He also got custody of the house, which the father had been owned and was renting out. He goes in the backyard, starts demoing, finds his mother's skull buried. And I'm just like, yo, like this. That's kind of wild. Hey, Bro. No, no. At first, I feel like there's something really important that you're leaving out of this story. This all happened in Florida. So it is not weird. It's, it is not weird. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man kills wife, sells, like, went, loses lawsuit and house or son. I feel like that is very, puts a very lot in real. context and, now. And puts a little context into it. Didn't mean to ruin your story. No, no, I just you feel good. like that. that has I mean, to that is true. It. I did gloss over that fact. But I mean, you, again, like that story just blew. Again, if you just go and just look up. Florida son man. finds mom's skull in backyard like i don't know how else i'll put a link i guess on the page where you can click on these links and check out these stories but i mean if you just google son finds mom's skull in backyard like that's all you got to google because that's how i pulled I it up i just want to know why it's been a cold case for so long and they didn't just go look in the backyard because they couldn't find anything to pin on the file like you need you got to oh, get a warrant yeah. you got to get something you got to have a reason have to go to go, to go gotcha, looking gotcha, for gotcha, it gotcha. and the like the like the story like the the pops had like some kind of weird Alibi, like she went missing, and then he was gone for forty five minutes, and then he kind of came back, yeah, and then he didn't even like, like he just was like real chill about it. Like he, he was. He said he left the house after, like he didn't want to have a domestic dispute. They had got into a little bit of argument, so he left the house. Yeah, and yeah, it was. It's just it was just it was just a really weird alibi that he had, but they couldn't pin anything on him, so they had to let it go. So I mean, you know, again, go check that story out. Um, like it's a crazy the way the the tweet was it was like son witnesses father kill mom at twenty four sues and wrongful death wins twenty six million finds mom's skull in the backyard like they had a bullet pointed just like <laughs> yeah, that yeah, like and I was like well I guess I gotta click right, on this right. <laughs> I was like okay yeah I, I'm reading this story to find out more so yeah so go and check that out man also you can hit us up at brains and bars on Twitter and Facebook let us know what you learned this week. Um, at this point, we've been really extended, like we're really over. But I'm going to turn it over to A-Ward. What are you looking forward to this week? Um, only thing I'm really looking forward to this week is I read that tomorrow BT is going to be showing the Nipsey Hussle funeral services. So um, I'm looking forward to watching that and just kind of seeing. I know it's a little bit – well, I guess it, it, it would have been more of a downer if you didn't go into the whole finding the skull thing. Um, but um, <clears throat> True, true. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to paying attention to that and – Sunday, right? Playoff basketball starts. So, yeah, those are my two, you know, what I'm looking forward to and uh, continuing to write unlimited amounts of bars for these battles. Stressing myself out. By the way, shout out to you. Uh, your battle with Sharon dropped yesterday, correct? Yes, sir. Dropped Dude, yesterday. Monday, Go check it out. Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday? Yeah. Uh, yesterday was uh, Jables and. Uh, yeah, yesterday Moore. was me and Jables. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, shout out to that battle as well. Did but, you see that um, battle dropped? 
I did see you post about it because I oh, saw the story okay. about how you know he showed up, opponent yeah. in town didn't show up, and you was like, "Look, you know, we can I can give your friends their money back, or we can just I can go up here and just spit, yeah. and you can get your rounds off." I forget who he even was supposed to die. Marky Redmond. Marky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shout out to you. I mean, you know. Nah, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a whole, not a, not an exciting week really for me. You know, as far as I'm just so one track minded right now, focused on a lot of stuff. My little brother's coming into town Friday, so that's really what I'm looking forward to this week. Shout out 97. Shout out 97. Shout out 97. He'll be here uh, Friday, so for four or five days. Uh, so, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Cool, cool, cool. So you can hit us up, what you're looking forward to, what uh, what you learned this week. Hit us up at Brands and Bars. Like, we're a little bit extended, so we're going to jump into this first break. This playlist this week is inspired by our next topic. You know, shout out to the homie Irvin Magic Johnson, who abruptly quit so in 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 uh, honor of Irvin Magic Johnson quitting I got a little I'm leaving and I ain't coming back playlist uh so this first joint I'm just going to play it I'm not I'm a, I'm on my lows from the same difference podcast shout out to lows I'm not going to intro the song I'm just going to play it cuz y'all going to know what it is as soon as you hear the beat drop I always feel like DJ Cool with these Happy in the mug too, boy. He sound it. That like somebody who have been doing. He just got out from doing a bid. Like I'm ice cream now. Ricky, who apparently just stood up in the date when we were supposed to have him come hang out with you. Hey, B, leave this in here, too. Leave this in here. We're not taking it out. See, I need to get on my Joe button to get the air on. Coming for you, Joe. Hey, shout out Magic. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you... Sometimes, man, like when you do a podcast, especially when you start getting kind of like there's no football, NBA regular season's done, you know, college basketball's done. You just need content. And then the good Lord looks down from heaven and says, you ask for content. I got you. (laughs) I got you. So last night, last game of the season for the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Every, you know, disappointing season. You know, LeBron shows up. No playoffs. Destroyed the team with trying to get Anthony Davis. It's been a long season. Been a long season. Luke Walden has his, you know, uh, pregame press conference. And from what I understand, I forget which uh, LA LA beat writer for the who covers the Lakers said this. He's they're standing there. Magic says, "Can I go now? Is it is it my turn? Can I go?" Like like man, I just I wish I could have been there to see the the happiness in his face. I saw it. I saw it as he announced it, and as he went through certain parts of it. I'm sorry, Jarvis. I know this is all painful for you, <laughs> but we gonna we gonna. I'm gonna let you have you. I'm gonna let you have the floor in a second. I'm gonna let you have the floor. Magic announces he is uh, resigning as president of the Lakers, um, effective immediately. And um, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just, I, I got a little bit to say. I'm just gonna turn the floor because you waiting. 
you waiting. Laker fan, Laker enthusiast, Jarvis, how did you feel when, as you call him, Uncle Magic betrayed the family? First off, I learned through text message, so that was just it was it was devastating. <laughs> I, I, it, it was devastating. You can't get broken and, up you know, with through text yeah, message. I, it, it, I learned I learned through text message, so it was extra devastating. Uh, one of my one of my employees actually um, he texted me, and I told him today I'd much rather one of our machines blew up, and that was why you were texting me <laughs> to text me something like that without any warning. Um, yeah, that's how I found out. So. I'm still kind of confused. There's a lot of there's a lot of reports, a lot of it that makes it true. You laid it out so well with the smile on your face and all of that kind of stuff. You know, it was it. it, it, I just got a bonus song too. It's it's hard to to really put a finger, but I don't understand why Magic Johnson would kind of like seemingly sabotage the Lakers in such manner. Just for really only only his selfish benefits. I might sound a little bit like just a fan here, but this is like I can't even remember rooting for another basketball team. Magic Johnson. I learned about Magic Johnson. Didn't know who Michael Jordan was. That type of thing. I have a Michael Jordan shirt on right now that I yeah. made myself. And I like that shirt. And th- that's the thing. I love Magic Johnson, but I'm so disappointed in like. Just the way that he went about it, poor Jeannie Buss, God bless her. Um, she's she's not without fault here. Yeah. But, you know, God bless her for like, you know, being strong in these times whenever you trusted that someone that like Like a brother, as he said, as, that's like, like that's brother, my sister. Just just kinda like you you left the franchise there and like have them bring it up. And, you know, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a LeBron fan at all. I'm not even going to say I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I'm not a LeBron fan at all. But the only reason why I was willing to accept this is because Magic Johnson, Irvin Magic Johnson, asked me to as a Lakers fan. <laughs> Listen, it, it li- just, <sighs> this was doomed from the moment from he the start. walked in the door, and the reason I knew this was doomed from the moment he walked in the door because he said. If this team is not what competing for a championship in give three himself, years, two or three years, yeah, I'll step down. It's a, it a quick one. And this is I'm gonna go back. I'm I need to look this up. Side sidebar, real quick sidebar. Eugene Eggerson was a guy who played for Arizona Center, 33, big fro, had a knee high socks. I had to look it up. I just wanted to bring that back. All right, all right, all right. Bring it back around. Anyway, I, I had to look it up. I had to get it out there. Uh. When when uh, Lamarcus Aldridge was a free agent, mm-hmm. and he sat down with at that point it was Jim Buss, uh, Mitch Kupchak, and Kobe's there, and he's you know the the at this point everyone is saying it's pretty much a done deal. He's going to L.A. I see. I never heard that. I heard he like it was immediately was like I'm not feeling this. Well, see that's what I'm saying. Everyone thought he was going to L.A. until that meeting. And the meeting went so terribly wrong because they were pitching him on it's Showtime, it's L.A., it's the like, purple and gold. It's you all can, the past. You can be the star. Yeah. And then you got Kobe, which no offense to Kobe, at the end of his career, at that point saying, come be my pal. And you got a young man in the prime of his life with ego and pride who's thinking, I'm not coming here to be your sidekick, bro. Like, I mean, whether or not we think LaMarcus Aldridge is a top-tier player or not, he's still a young man with ego, pride, and was in the prime of his or maybe at the top, at, at the upper echelon of his career, of his talent at that point. 
And they had to call a second meeting. And to me, this was the clock. This was deja vu. This was magic saying, I'm going to come in. I'm going to be magic. I'm going to smile. I'm going to show off my charm, my charisma. And yeah, we're going to get LeBron. And yeah, we're going to get Paul George. And yeah, we're going to get Kawhi. And we're going to be the Lakers again, baby. Like to me, that was them repeating the same mistake again. And magic can't turn off being magic. So he can't. It's who he is. It's so ingrained in him that in a press conference that would have been better off served of coming out with a statement saying from the Lakers organization saying, I gave the organization my all, but I realized this wasn't going to work. Lie. I'm going to I'm going to step aside for the better for the betterment of this organization. That to, would be a lie. And I, I haven't known Uncle Magic to be a liar. But again, per se. but, but again, that would be lying. Though. But I'm he didn't just give saying, it all his all. Well, that was I mean, clear. Uh, that was I mean, clear. I understand he didn't give it his all. But I'm just saying it would have been better to have a prepared statement come out from the organization just saying he was resigning. However, you want to word that instead of standing in front of people and going, yeah, I'm out. It would have been better if he just would have not did that at all. I mean, but if he don't want to be there. He could have went to the Players' Tribune and did a better job. <laughs> Magic want to kick it. Like, Magic. Magic, I, Man, this man said, I want to work out with Ben Simmons. I want to help Serena Williams. I'm like, they don't play for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about right now? I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, what is this man up here talking about? Because he wants to kick it. He want to be Magic. He can't be Magic, baby. He can't be. When the last time Magic had to fire somebody? When the last time? When the last time you hear, ever hear about Magic having to tell, having to sit down with somebody face to face and tell them this ain't working out? You gotta go. That don't. That's not the Magic aesthetic. You want Magic want to kick it with you. Magic don't want to fire you. I guess then why did you take the job? Man? Because I told you he thought he could be. He thought he could sit down with these players and sell them on Magic and the purple and gold and Showtime and L.A. and Bright Lights, and them dudes looking at you like, Irvin, what are you talking about? Well, and I, I think that that could work, but the that that job is better served for, like, what Jerry West is doing with the Clippers right now. And that's he's the role not, they should have signed he's him not, up for. He's not there. On like, the day-to-day. Yeah, he's not doing that. He's not scouting. He's not doing any of that they kind bring of stuff. Jerry like, West Matty in. Johnson ain't good at that. Right. They bring Jerry West in to seal the deal. They bring him in. To, he's yeah. the hammer. He's the closer. He's the deal closer. That's what Magic should have been doing. But just, it, but again, it, it, he won't be able to get to tweet Dwayne Wade then, if he's in that role then, either. Then dap him up. I don't get to tweet Dwayne Wade neither. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like Dwayne Wade, the, like the uh, uh, Magic Johnson tweet. I guess that only goes so far. If he dap him up or whatever in a personal setting, then that is what it is. Like, and plus, he ain't really tampering on somebody who's they know is retiring. I I just feel like those are lame points. I'm just like, saying, I, I know what he said. I just feel like those are lame. Points. I understand the, the, it. it. Just is it's, it's like super super weird, man. Like I just uh, he Magic wanted, Johnson. Listen, why did you do that? He needed to be Irvin, and he wanted to be. And Magic. then here's the worst part. I feel like he's personally trolling me, me personally, <laughs> because I don't I don't like LeBron. You just like it would be cool if you like took him with you or something. Like, <laughs> that's cool. Like y'all go, yeah, like do it like that, and like let us just have the Lakers, and we could be back to normal. We could be like, all right, we sorry, but at least we had Kobe. Remember that? Remember this? Now we got to talk about this all the time. We didn't already forgot about Kobe. We we talking about Dwayne Wade and, and and Dirk going for 30. Kobe went for 60 his last game. 60. 60. He doubled him up. <laughs> Nip and Z hustle. RIP to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... 
I'm, I'm just, just saying, I, man. Listen, just... that boy. I mean, can you imagine what other like facets of life like for real? Like, I kind of envy him to be able to just be like, yeah, I'm out. And not have to tell your boss. Not like, can you imagine? Who like, does that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you get, I get on Facebook that? Live and be like, man, you know, I just sat down with my boss yesterday. Ricky said, white people. <laughs> I get that's man. It's I'm just, just saying, like, you know, you, you, you. I'm sitting. I get on Facebook Live, like, man, you know, or no, I, I put it to you like this: you and your wife have a, this great conversation. You sit down for an hour and a half, two hours, talk about renovating the house. You chilling. You thinking, I'm out. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Contractors talking to you about, yeah, so we're going to demo the kitchen. You thinking, I ain't going to be. You going to demo the kitchen. (laughs) You going to demo the kitchen. I'm about to get out of that. Like, it's just like, it's just so crazy to think that I envy him on that part that you can just not tell your boss that, you know, with, you know, with the smile on your face. And I guess I'm going to call him crocodile tears for the moment. Uh, Tears in your eyes. I'm about, she's like a sister to me. And I just, you know, I can't. I mean, it's a wild scene, and I don't know where the Lakers go for here. Because, again, I've been hearing rumblings. And when I, when I say I have been hearing rumblings, I've been watching insiders and people who cover the Lakers in the league on Twitter saying that the Lakers front offers. This is before, right around the time all the AD stuff was kind of breaking down, that the Lakers front office was not a, a well-run system it was not a world it's a bunch of it's a bunch of new booties jenny jenny only been there what four years running it like running it her hers like where she was officially in charge of everything it's been about four or five years and maybe even like the whole six that we've been kind of terrible um she's i mean just as far as ownership she's new to it um obviously her father ran the business and everything like that uh rob palenka he's brand new he hasn't really helped anything. And I don't mind Rob Palenka being in the position that he's in. I know he's not well liked, but Man. I felt like those are things that he can overcome with good dealings in the league. You got to kind of start somewhere. But then on top of that, you bring Magic Johnson into it. These are all new people that don't know how to do the job. Like they don't, but but they don't again, know how to do we it. We could have kept LeVar Ball. Instead, we I got. I mean, LeVar Ball is looking <laughs> writerer and writerer every single day with some of the stuff. It, it'd be funny because you want to laugh at him. But it's just like he said it. Magic Johnson is just a face. Like he said that. Uh, I believe it was what it was February seventh. Yeah. On undisputed, he said Magic Johnson's just a face. Like he's not running it. He don't got no real power. How true was that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like it's just you hate that he's right because you don't want to root for somebody that that's like that. Like, yeah. You know, you just want to laugh at Levar, but yeah. it's like he wasn't wrong when he said a lot of those things. And I feel like yesterday kind of proved it. I just I'm my heart is sunken. It's just. Is thing after thing after thing of just disappointment in the sports world for me right now, man. And this Lakers thing kind of take the cake. Listen, it's, it's we man, and we still got LeBron. Ain't that something? <laughs> Listen, based off of what happened here last night, you know, I have been greatest Laker rankings. I always thought it was preposterous that people wanted to automatically throw LeBron into the conversation before he had done in, of greatest Laker ever. Like they were Excuse trying me? to throw LeBron into that 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 category when he signed. They were throwing him, where does he rank amongst the greatest Lakers ever before he ever done anything? Like, this was a conversation. I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that was ridiculous, but I always said the greatest Laker ever was Magic Johnson. Then it was Kobe. Then it was, actually, I had Kareem, then Kobe. All right. So, 
I'm going to update based on the the incidents of last night. <laughs> I'm going to update my greatest Laker rankings of all time. Number three is now Magic Johnson. And number one's Kobe, right? I mean, I mean, first off, put some respect on Jerry West's name. That's what I'm going to say. I'm thankful you're a rational Kobe fan because I got hate for putting him at three. And I'm just like. I mean, he's not better than Kobe, but I just ain't put some respect. I mean, that I can and I can rock with that. I can rock with that. But three is is magic. I'm still going to put. I think the thing with. I don't want to get sidetracked with Jerry West. We have to have that off the yeah. off the show. We have to have yeah, another day. That's, that's fine. I just yeah. I just, but two is Kareem, and one is now Kobe Bryant. <laughs> like he's the greatest. I like Matt. Like Magic. Like what you did was foul, bro. Like uh, I get it. You don't want to be no. More. You got to man up and tell Jeannie you don't want to be there no more. It was very unLaker like what Magic Johnson did, man. It was very unLaker like, and it's just like, bro, I can't have you as the greatest Laker ever no more. Like you. you this what did like, you? What did you do? This is like two finals losses. You slapped them <laughs> on there. Like, what did you do in your two years there? Like, you really didn't do anything. Nah, he did some stuff, bro. So I, I put it like this. I ain't gonna say like they did a bad job. Um, they cleared a lot of cap space. Like the team, the the team itself, in the 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 the, like if you would put the situation, and let's just say it was the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. You know. The amount of cap space, the amount of young players, you have your star player. Lakers not in bad shape. It's just like, what do you do from here, more or less? But that's what like, I'm it, saying. It, it's, it's like he cleared cap space so that we could get a max player. Like, Mixed Cup Check and Jim Buss did such a bad job that even Magic's bad job was still kind of good. But, I mean, but you look at them for the future, where do they go? Like, because... I mean, you have no all work. this. You have all this talk about people not wanting, about players not wanting to come there. Um, now, that's just talk though, man. You got the money to give it to them. Like man. I feel like somebody with the max, like somebody's gonna take that max. Somebody gonna know, take that man. max money. And and it could. And I would say this to Magic's credit and to LeBron's uh, as a con against him. It could be that LeBron that he realized that. That some of that chatter was actually real. That players don't want to come. Star players, not the lower level guys. Because you're right, the lower level guys, like those second tier free agents, of course they're gonna take that money. Like, they're not, but like KD, Kawhi, I'm gonna throw Jimmy Butler in there. Jimmy Butler, like those types of names, don't want to be there. Except for Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler actually would come to the Lakers. But um, I, I I don't ever, I didn't ever want the Lakers to be a spectacle in that manner. That's why I'm not like a huge fan of LeBron because it also automatically turns into not about basketball. Like it's uh, so much other stuff with that dude. And then now I feel like it's even accentuated because he's in LA. And speaking of not about basketball, he can't get people to commit to Space Jam 2. First of all, it should be, be him and Magic Johnson now. They, <laughs> they should be on Space Jam 2. Him and Magic Johnson got his time on his hands. And he ain't doing nothing this summer no more. Yeah, man. I'm just, I, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm thinking, like, well, this is what I was saying before, when, like, you know, a, a few months ago, um, I was saying um, I'd really like for the Lakers to go after Boogie Cousins. Like, even overpay for Boogie Cousins. I think that's I think that's the move because from there you have the the big man that can space the floor that LeBron can work with. I'm see I'm even thinking the ways like we can make LeBron work. So then from there you can go and acquire a shooter or like you draft them. However you kind of do it. I'm I was looking at the kid Hero from uh from Kentucky. That type of thing. You just go and you kind of get you a shooter. Those types of things that you put around them and then you make that 
tough decision at point guard with Lonzo or you get you like a Kimba Walker or something like that. I feel like with Kimba Walker, Boogie, and LeBron, we're in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And now you're working on can you contend with the young pieces that you have around also because you're not really giving up those players with it. See, I I didn't thought about this. Okay. But like I feel like kind of the key is you got to grab Boogie Cousins because JaVale McGee ain't cutting it. Like He can't shoot. He can't do none of that. This is true, but JaVale was pretty good this year. Com- compared to as what, far as as far as like helping a team win or like just like individually, individually this is the best you've seen him play. This is probably the best he's played in this. But career. that didn't really do nothing. For I the mean, Lakers. Yeah, I don't. I, I never was I, a fan of Javale McGee. McGee in a word, his, he I, don't put the fear in nobody. 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 He, he needs nobody. to be in a. He needs to be in a reserve role. Like, like he's like, not meant to be a star. Like we yeah. watched Boogie Cousins punk the whole Denver Nuggets. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're like number two seed, right? Yeah, yeah. Number two yeah, seed. Like he punked their whole At, team. Yeah, yeah. Because they're two. Lost. They're two. Right. Right. Right, right now they are. I think there's still a game left. I mean, uh, I mean, Directv, man. Like I'm. Don't. I missed the game, bro. Like I missed the. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got you. I got you. Piss me off, man. I want to see the game. But that's. I think. I think Boogie Cousins. I think he's kind of showed his health and he's earned some money. Not maybe not a max slot, but. I think you can clear enough space based on the people that we want to get rid of and we want to get that max player. Then maybe you offer Kimba like that lower max kind of deal or yeah. something like that or try to get that together if we're going to make this whole LeBron thing work. Otherwise, I feel like you trade everybody. Although Kimba might be he might be eligible. I'm pretty sure Kimba might make 13. May, he That's might fair. and if he makes if he makes 13, Charlotte can offer him that super max. That super max. I don't think he would stay there though, because they they're not in the playoffs. No, are they? Well, they're so they, they still have a game left. They, they play the Magic. I they believe. play the Magic yeah. tonight, and the Magic might be resting their players because I think their they're, spot they're, is locked. Yeah, they're the magic solid. In. Yeah, there's no, there's no Magic no are more, solid, um, solidified in the playoffs. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think every, every, the teams are already nope. Set. Um, the West is nope. kind of in a Detroit, jungle right now. Detroit, well, no, I mean you can still switch numbers, but I think that they've the, got the playoff for each side. No, the eight, not the AC, not the AC. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit is still fighting for the Yeah, Detroit and the Hornets are still fighting for it. Yeah, and Detroit plays the Knicks tonight. And well, they and I before I left the house, I saw that uh, Blake Griffin is is he uh, playing? No, so he's still he's, out. Yeah, he's not playing. Yeah, I know he's been out with the knee, knee issue. Yeah, yeah. Knee so, so I mean, you know, East East playoffs not quite not quite solidified for that final spot. I'm sad D Wade couldn't get the final spot, even though he probably got swept. I just wanted to see him, you know, at least for a few more games. We'll, we'll talk about him as we close out the show. Um. Yeah, man. So y'all can let us know what y'all think, man. What y'all think about this Lakers situation? Pistons are up twenty five. Well, I mean, it's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? It's the Knicks. But you know, y'all can let us know what you think about this Lakers situation. I think I think we should start a bandwagon as drivers for the GM. I feel like he has a love and a passion for the Lakers. We got to do something, man. He wants them to be great again. You know what I'm saying? And he's not. He's not, you know, someone who's on the on the inside. He's not from the boys' club or the Lakers. You know, he's not going to be showing up and ha- he's he's going to be the guy that you need you, to get this franchise you, on his. You're way. talking. You're talking about. You talking. You talking about somebody who before the uh, before we got Kobe and Shaq. My favorite. Uh, my favorite Laker was Eddie Jones because we had the same last name. It's hilarious. Like that was just that was that was my guy. And, and then I was like, "Who's this young dude like taking Eddie Jones' spot?" And I'm hey, like, Eddie oh. Jones was a fan favorite in LA though uh, when he, he was, first got he was, there. He, he was a 
the like one of the first three and D guys. Like, you know what I mean? Did Ricky just say shout out to the Nets? You know, Ricky's a Ricky's a Nets fan. He is a they, Nets if fan. They are good. The, the um, Nets. The Nets is like the team that I'm like secretly rooting for because I was one of the people who was like, we should never have gotten rid of D'Angelo Russell. But at the same time, it cleared the cap space, so I understood it. I didn't want to get mad at it. I was one of the people who kind of like sounded stupid as a Lakers fan saying him and Lonzo should play in the same backcourt. If you draft Lonzo, he can run point, and then D'Lo can play that too. And Lonzo can defend. Obviously, they're both like 6'5", 6'6". So I feel like that would have been a good backcourt tandem. Especially on the Lakers, man. They, I think that would have been... I, I, it would have been a lot of sauce on that, for sure. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. You know what? One quick thing, we close this out. Once again, let us know what you think at Brands and Bars on Facebook and Twitter. What you think about this Lakers situation? Uh, whether Driver should be the GM? I will say this about Ricky. He came on a radio show like three years ago when I was doing radio, and he openly admitted on the airways that he was a Nets fan. So shout out to him. He held it down in the bad times. It's actually the last time that he actually rooted for the Nets until he found out they made the playoffs. Hilarious, hilarious. Well. On that note, we're going to jump into our they next song. They definitely have the best uniform combinations, old like school and new school. I like, like that. I don't want to get off a tangent, but those Pacers uniforms are terrible. <laughs> those red, those Iowa the, State looking ones. No, the ones from uh, the ones from Hoosiers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> the Hickory one. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. I'm going to go ahead and just jump into this next song, man. First of all, this is the, uh, just as a reminder, this is the Magic Johnson, I'm leaving, and I ain't never coming back playlist. No, it sounds funny, but I do. And what's crazy, you know, this song is uh, easy by the Commodores. The first joint was Bye 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 by Insane. This is the happiest, like, I'm out song I've ever heard in my life. Like, like when the homie, uh, not you, Ricky, my other Ricky um, that I'm cool with, hit, hit me up with this recommendation. And I was like, that song? He was like, yeah. Look at the lyrics. Look at the lyrics. I'm like, yeah. from the first bar. He's like, yo, I didn't, I didn't mean to leave you, but I gotta be out. I, like, I gotta go. This dude, he, Magic said, it's easy. It's easy to say bye to, to Gene in the lake. It's easy like Sunday morning. Oh, because they support Dwayne Wade in his final game. Speaking of absentee on the job, uh, how you not going to be with the Lakers for your last game? <laughs> LeBron with your month-to-month leadership plan. Get out of here with that Everybody crap. Wants I'm not happy when I try I mean, to fake Like the one person I can't stand. No. Basketball boy to LeBron. Damn, Kyrie Irving, man. I just like, man. It just oh, fake James Harden, man. Fake James Harden. He like a fake, fake James Harden. And it's just like, like both of them are terrible leaders. Him, him and LeBron. They just they they was like meant for each other. And I was so glad when they was losing. I took that L when they beat Golden State. But but even still, like it was so many more times that they lost that I had internet bragging rights over everybody. I was trying because you know I created that whole with to put the, the, the L's, L's on LeBron. That was that's me. That's me. And that's I just like, I like to welcome you guys to the therapy session that we're having right now featuring Jarvis, who is lamenting, who is just he's letting it all out. But that's what we're here for. We wouldn't be good people if we didn't allow our guy to come 
and get everything off of his chest. It's just terrible, terrible news, man. <laughs> it's just terrible, terrible news. I don't understand it. Yo, but you listen, it's a black and white thing. Myself, A Ward. Although A Ward is he's spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, song. I was checked out. I just didn't I just I didn't read up on the I mean I, I didn't really even watch the interview of Magic Leaving. So I didn't have a whole lot, you know, to throw in there. And I just didn't want to take it off. You guys just had a lot of chemistry there. So I just kinda was just chilling. And enjoying the show right there, like LeBron, you just chilling, ain't you know? I, I watch waiting that. on an Alex Caruso dunk. Ah man, I like Caruso <laughs> hey, though. Caruso. Shout, out, shout out Alex Caruso. He got a little bounce. Like, yeah. I, like he's a little tough guy. Like, but man, I watched I watched the Magic Johnson inter- interview enough for all of America. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that's that's just legit. I watched it over and over. I was like, maybe he is not leaving. Just like he he said he got to go somewhere. Like it's like, April first. Is, is it April first? Nah, it's just like you know, it's like nah, I ain't even gonna say this, man. No. Nah, my dad coming back. Right, right. He That's coming what I was back. About to say. He like, just, no, he just, he just went to go get some milk. So maybe they didn't have the cigarettes that he needed. Maybe he had to go to the next store. <laughs> Something, man. Cause it was. Well, he like, want me, man. And then when I seen him <laughs> talking to Rachel me. Nichols, I'm like, oh man, this is how I knew. I wasn't focused on Rachel Nichols at all in the interview. <laughs> and normally when Rachel Nichols is talking, I'm listening. You know what I mean? And I was like, how Magic going to do this? And he talking to Rachel. <laughs> Yo, so this past Monday, we're, we'll rewind when things were a little bit better in Lakerland. But we're not focusing on the Lakers. <laughs> My bad, man. I promise. I promise I'm going to stop laughing at your pain. I'm going to stop laughing at your pain. Um, NCAA championship game went down. It was the it was the the thing that I feared, um, the feared matchup: Texas Tech taking on Virginia. Uh, Virginia obviously prevails in overtime, uh, you know. And I just asked y'all, was this a good game? I don't. I I'll share. I'll wait. I'll wait. Was this a good game at all? <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch? Yeah, oh. I watched the game. <laughs> I watched the game. The game wasn't good. The ending was good. So um, I don't think it was a good game. But then once it got to the to the last five minutes or whatever, you and mean then when overtime, the referees messed it up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. But um, you know, at, until the end, like there wasn't anybody on the court that was that was spectacular, and there wasn't any style of basketball that was spectacular. Oh. There was nothing I was really intrigued by, you know, until obviously the five the last five minutes of the game because you just saw kind of the offense pick up, people hit big shots. Um and you know there was just some there was just some all around good plays especially in the last minute minute and a half of people getting buckets um and then in overtime I thought it was pretty competitive as well so I did enjoy the last five minutes in overtime but um <clears throat> yeah I, I mean I'm looking on the court and I'm like I mean I know you got Culver and you got Hunter which are supposed to be both lottery picks I believe mm-hmm. but like they their their styles of basketball weren't weren't exciting you know i think they're lottery picks off of their size and athleticism and different things like that but it wasn't like you know culver's out here bricking threes taking terrible shots mm. um outside of the spin move with the left-handed layup that i think that was nice it. was very nice that was you know nice. um hunter's getting ugly buckets then of course he hits the three in the corner that was just money like i mean never doubted it a bit but um no and don't like kyle guy actually kyle guy is becoming a nemesis for me i think <laughs> uh, i don't like the way he looks i don't like the way he smiles don't like the way he shoots free throws um what's wrong with Ty Jerome is that for me for some reason i have no reason not to like Ty Jerome, but Ty Jerome is that it just kind of like bugs me that he gets buckets and that he makes plays it's just like yeah. why don't i like you so, it's just so, it's just weird. Like yeah. all of the guys on all of both of the teams is just like 
But you, I mean, the the fun parts watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know, right. random cameos. Kelsey pounding beers every time. And Patrick you see Mahomes him. is just yeah, like, like just flexing every time and yelling. Travis Kelsey bro. just pounding beers. We right. saw you throw the ball seventy yards <laughs> off your back foot. You know, with somebody hanging. We know we you got. Him. Hey, I think it's funny that Adidas got on them and made them cover up them Under Armour, uh, <laughs> Under funny. Armour logos. You didn't see that because uh, on the one where they was making a big deal of it, I feel like that was the Final Four game. He had on the Texas Tech shirt. And it was like clear, like Under Armour, bam, right there. <laughs> so then the next, like in the national championship, I didn't watch it, but I saw like a tweet. I think his lady sent out the tweet and he had the Texas Tech on, but then it like she crossed it out and she wrote Adidas under it. Hilarious. Wow. <laughs> like, so it's like, you know, he's like, I'm pretty sure he's probably Adidas top athlete right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know that anyone else that they're putting in the forefront like that. I mean, he's not a. Are we talking athletes? They're top athletes. Okay, athletes. Uh, I feel like Harden is high on that list. People like James Harden more than Patrick Mahomes. Are you ready to say that? America. I mean, he doesn't. But Harden America? has a shoe though. Harden you don't has think a shoe. Patrick Mahomes gonna have a shoe, but he doesn't like have one yet, though. Doesn't have one yet. But that's this is what I'm saying. Like you're you're basing it off of longevity. I'm saying right now he's their top athlete. Okay, as much as I, I can roll with that, I roll with like that. Like James Harden, he's averaging 37 points a game. He won the scoring title last year. Was he MVP last year? MVP yeah. last year. You and know, I'm a, like listen. I'm not a James Harden fan, but I would just say that like that doesn't get swept under the rug. Like we are, everybody's on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon. You know, like but here's the thing. James Harden don't play football, and he dang sure don't play quarterback. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, that's why I said. That just automatically boosts you yeah. above whatever anybody else But I will say this, though. Like, and I, I follow football pretty closely, but I didn't know. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that Patrick Mahomes was an Adidas guy. I didn't know that until you said it. I didn't know that until you said it. Yeah. Like, I, it's very clear. So, like, like I don't a, know a, if it's been – Boom! Put out there, but yeah. Oh no, you know he after the after the games he be having a little Kanye outfit on. Y'all be seeing this like <laughs> it's Adidas everything. Like That's he's like, yeah, no, he's I I would I would venture to say he's That's their top hilarious. athlete. And going forward, you're gonna like that'll be very clear. Yeah, yeah, like, it'll be very clear. But no, a uh, good game. So, I mean, it's okay. It's okay game. It wasn't a terrible game. It wasn't a defensive. It wasn't the 40, 58 to fifty two game that oh. I was expecting. Let me tell you something. That first five to ten minutes. Yeah. Boy, boy, that game that looked like my pickup on pickup games on Sunday afternoon. Like, except it's with better defense. Like nobody making a shot. Nobody. I mean, it was just like, guys, I need y'all to do something. Speaking of, uh, college is better. College basketball is better than the NBA guy. Run my fade. <laughs> Run my fade, yo. That's not true, bro. Run all of our fades, fam. Man, like, I, what are you watching? I don't watch. I watch a couple of games in this tournament. Like, man, listen. If you, if I see y'all on Twitter say that off GP blocked reported spam, you got to go. Cause I can't. You can't sit here and tell me you watching these games. I don't care if they are playing for the quote unquote love of the game, and because the money's not hasn't ruined them and they play deep man get out of here bro that that basketball game for the first 10 minutes was boo boo i i i gave myself a little credit because i am opposite i'm not college basketball guy um i watch for the players that are eventually going to play in the nba that's that's if you catch me watching college basketball that is why um i feel like ward you kind of yeah. saw me tweet. College, college sports is better than in, in professional sports in every aspect so I'm that guy. Ward. So. Ward. Mm-mm. Ward. Mm-mm. Obviously, we're not talking level of play because they're in college. So you're talking yeah. about the pageantry of it. You're just talking I'm about, talking about the, the tradition. I'm talking about the pageantry, the X's and O's, the game planning, the schemes, the 
All of that stuff. Ward, stop! What are you talking are you about? James Harden me? shoots 40 times a game and catches a high ball screen and gets fouled. That's not basketball. No. That's I got a star player and, and everybody else can stand around and watch him. But at least he make it. But that's what, what I'm saying. Like, that's, why said, that's why I said level of. That's why I said level of play. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I feel, but I feel like we watch all this beautiful passing just to miss a layup. Um, all I'm saying is, what was it? I was watching Michigan State versus uh Texas Tech, and I caught myself. I'm like, dang, I didn't look at my phone a lot of times, and every time I look up, the score is still 19 to 18. It, it was like for 20 minutes of like real life time, it, the, score the score was legit 19 And some 18. of that stuff is boring, but at the same time, it is actually some beauty in seeing solid defense without fouling. Now, granted, if you're just missing point blank layups and, and stuff that's like I that. I feel like what's happening. Right? Like, then I, I get it, but I'm saying like at the end of the day, <laughs> one foul can take you from winning a national championship to, you know, and in the NBA – I mean, you get seven game series, you get this, that, and a third. And I mean, I don't see it as much as I do in college basketball or college football, where a fumble can lose you one game, and you're definitely not in a national championship now. Where in the NFL, you can lose eight games, get a wild card, and have Eli or Joe Flacco and end up as a Super Bowl champion, you know? So, like, to me, what they put into every game, every play, and how much it matters to me in college is just a little bit better. I enjoy I th- it. I think that's a little bit having to do with any single elimination format, though. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of with that. But with, like, let me ask you this. Okay, take this tournament, this one that I, I take it you watch most. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. This it. you, you this watch tournament wasn't the best. Well, well no, yeah. and I mean, okay, we'll take whatever tournament where you feel start to finish was kind of the best. Would you take that over watching this year's North Carolina and Duke play a seven game series? Which one would you rather watch for the for the chip? I'll recuse myself as I'm a Carolina fan. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would probably. Uh, that's close. It's a, it's a close. I, I I don't think that it's clearly that I would want to watch Duke and North Carolina. Because c- considering all three of the games that they Man, play, bro, like names like Ali Farouk Manesh, like you don't you don't ever remember those names. I'll never forget his exactly. Name. You know, how like he looked at Sharon Collins <laughs> as he hit that three. I'll never forget that. Right, <laughs> like like those are the t- these guys are doing real estate right now. True. You know, these guys are farmers' insurance right mm-hmm. now, passing out their cards, and people are like, oh, and they got their jersey and a freaking picture frame behind the thing. You know, we all go pro at something. Yeah, <laughs> these are the enterprise commercial guys. <laughs> like these literally are. You know, and so like that to me is just why. Like I look for that. Like I look for the freaking two kids from Overland Park from Loyola. Ola Marymount last year, you know, and they're playing in the Final Four, you know, yeah, like it's, obviously it's cool stories sprinkled in yeah. to like you know forty four to I mean, forty. But at the end of the day, like everybody knows and could tell you the last three or four years when the season starts, who's gonna be in the NBA Finals? Like who you doesn't pre- love that. Who do doesn't mean? love that? I feel like there's. I don't love uh, that. <laughs> so. Okay, I understand what Ward is saying because I feel like the NBA shoots itself in the foot of being better than football and that because I feel like they do everything right except for that because it's always about what's about to happen next year. Even right now, I don't care who wins the right, NBA we're championship. About KD going to the yeah, Knicks. you care more about like who's gonna be on whose team next year. The only like, reason that, Steph Curry got contacts was so they would stop talking about KD going to the Knicks and start talking oh, about and that, something. And else. I think I think NBA really does like NBA media shoots it. Like it, it ruins the league more than 
like the players getting mad up over these questions because I feel like they're right. It's just like Kevin Durant's like, just ask me about the game I just played. Like, no, like, no, you know, no, no. Yeah. You're not about to give KD no pass on that, bro. Yeah, no. KD, he, man, man. Why would you ask him that? He's like, bro, I'm not gonna tell you what team I'm going to next year. I'm still on this team. Right. First of all, <laughs> but first of all, when they tried to when they tried to ask him about the game, he got mad and walked out. So they did what they asked you to do. So he walked out and then came back and got mad about. The no, he walked thing. out. He ended the interview. You talking about the one where he had the White Sox hat on? I yeah, think that's the a, one I'm talking it, about. There was an interview about a month ago whenever he popped off, but they did ask him all the wrong questions first, and he said, ask me about the game, Man. and then they finally asked him about the game. He's like, you know what? Never mind. No, I'm not yeah, answering like, questions I'm, about the game. Yeah, he, he's he, like, I'm out. Because yeah. he was already irritated. But like, I mean, I mean, like, hold on, quick tangent. Kyrie talking about all this, I'm ready to get to the playoffs so we can get past all the ridiculous and all this, this sideshow stuff. I'm like, bro, you create the sideshow. Kyrie's a bum. You create the side. Like, man, I'm, I'm not rolling on that KD stuff, man. I'm not rolling on that KD stuff. Man, a couple KD- weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, we had a conversation about um, baseball with Jarvis on a episode that wasn't aired or whatever. Technical difficulties. Yeah, and we talked about and, – and, and Jarvis, when you said who's in, the, who's in the World Series, we literally listed like eight, nine, ten teams right. that could possibly win the World Series. This year, you know, like obviously we got Tom Brady, and it's hard to get past Tom Brady, but you could list – Four, five, six teams that could possibly win the Super Bowl. Right now, you have literally two, maybe three teams that are that you could. Or and it's I like love who's it. gonna beat this and I one love team? It. So, and you, I love so you it. must like movies that where you already know the ending. Okay, I don't think comparing movies to basketball like that's that that's not. Why that's start the movie if you already know how it's gonna end? Because. I love I love greatness. Who doesn't love greatness? Greatness can be spread out amongst more than one team. But there is greatness spread out amongst more than one team. It's just that one team has a system and a, and talent that is just far greater. It's so I put it to you. It's I put it to you in battle rap terms. I put it to you in battle rap terms. Uh, I'll use Danny Myers and Saint Mike. Right? Danny Myers, Saint Mike was pretty good for three rounds, except for I think one. He kind of stumbled in the second. He stumbled in the second. Right. He was pretty good for three rounds, but Danny Myers for three rounds was just on some other stuff that day. Like it was just like it was just a different level, and I feel like Would that's you say what he was in a parallel universe. <laughs> <laughs> My, you, you, touche, touche, absolutely. Like I feel like sometimes, like you'll see, you'll see battles like that where you just see a guy is. He's doing, he's doing everything right. He's killing it, but like the other guys, just doing, just it's just a little bit more, and as you just see the difference in the writing, in the in the in the bars, and all that stuff, and I feel like that's the Warriors, the Warriors, and I do who I do think are vulnerable this year. They're vulnerable this year. They, they. I, I'm I really, not saying I really that, don't. I don't either. I, I can really see don't. if the, if the Rockets get the four seed because there's a chance they could fall to the four. I can see the, the Warriors four. sweeping every team on their hey, way. No, to the- no. No, the Warriors, the, if they play the Rockets in the second round, it's guaranteed six games. And depending on if Chris Paul is healthy, it's probably going to go seven. I'm going to tell you. Here's so- where your analogy goes wrong. <clears throat> Danny Myers is, can be a level just a little bit better if he has writer's block writing for him. <laughs> so imagine, I'm not saying Danny Myers does, but that's like the Golden State Warriors being stacked. Of course, they're going to be a little bit more better because there's money and there's more resources to be a little bit more better. That's not true. They're, they're, all the NBA teams have the same better. resources. They all have yeah, that. The, they the they cap, have access. They got the hard cap. In yeah, I mean they have a cap. So I mean it's not like they don't have access to sign these players. It's just the. That's so to not go back true. to the Lakers, they don't thing. have the same resources because um, 
freaking Oklahoma City probably doesn't even have a club. Well, well to go to. Well, Who wants to live but no, there? But no, but here's, but here's, here's why that, that, here's here's that, that how they allocate their money is different than other teams. They sacrificed their bench this year, and that could hurt them against certain teams. But at that point in time, it's just like you you probably always have at least three of the five best players on the court at all times, and that's generally going to win you mm-hmm. most basketball. But here's the point, though. We, we just talked about how the Lakers have been down. Like, I think uh, I heard a stat today. The Lakers have missed the playoffs for the sixth we year We lost the most row. games over the last six years. Sixth year in a row they've missed the playoffs. In the in the, in the their rest of their history's existence, they've only missed the playoffs five other times. times right. Like, that's crazy. So you have L.A. and New York, two flagship, flagship NBA franchises that are in disarray right now. No free agent wants to go there. We'll see what happens with Kyrie and KD whether they go to New York. But right now, you have two flagship franchises that are trash right now. Dog, we lost more games than the Knicks over the past six years. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like I'm, you have I'm, two, I'm hurt. I'm hurt over They're that. trash right now. And you would think, again, you brought that up. We, I mean, I make the joke all the time. We, Carmelo had to feel like he was in hell when he was in Oklahoma City after leaving New York because of all the extracurricular stuff that he could do outside of basketball that he can't do in Oklahoma City that he could do in New York. I completely get that. That big market versus small market argument from a lifestyle standpoint, right? But Paul George had the opportunity to go to L.A. And he chose to go live in, you know, Raytown Squared. Well, he never really had the choice. He was a like, free he, agent. He, he, but he never, like, he like he already, like, made the decision based off of that. He, like, really never hit free agency. Like, he wouldn't accept anything because he already knew he was going to stay there. His what only opportunity is, for the Lakers to get him was via trade. No, 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 no. Not after not after that one yeah, year when, Oklahoma when, City. When they, when they had that, but he already made up his mind at that point. That during he wasn't the season, to the he made up yeah, his mind. During he the season, was he made, yeah, that he but was what I'm stay. saying is, but what I'm saying is is that let's just say he hits free agency. He could have gone to any of the 30 teams. He chose to go back to Oklahoma City. Right. Which is that I so mean it wasn't like he just didn't choose. He didn't choose any other team. Like I I, I hate that Lakers connotation. Like he just Downplay the Lakers. He downplayed every team. Like, he was I'm just saying. like, I'm staying with the team that I'm already on. But that's what it's I'm more saying. like re-signing than he like, had 29 other options. Right. But back to back back to the point of college basketball versus NBA and you know the whole catch my fade or whatever. It's like in college basketball, you can get that one guy that can take you there. You know, in the NBA, like in in, in, in college basketball, like Tennessee is a perfect example. You can also build a team. That can take you there off three star guys. Texas Tech is that you you can put this together in the NBA. You have teams like the 76ers that say trust the process, and then it's like oh the process involves getting Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, right. and you know now bringing everybody so that we can compete with these mega teams. Because that's the team I think who can beat the Warriors. There's not very many teams like the, the Spurs were at one point in time that were literally. And, but I'll say and college is more about coaching too. Yeah, it's more about coaching, which is which, and sometimes they overcoach. I've liked that. Like if you look Bill at a college, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, not and not even from the yelling aspect, but just from the fact that every possession, the coach is yelling. He's yell like the reason NBA are college coaches when you hear them on radio shows after games. The reason they have no voice because they spend forty plus minutes yelling every <clears throat> possession to their players. Go this way, do this, do that. Like you see that you see Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl sweating through his shirt. 
You know what I'm saying? He took his jacket off and put it back on because he realized how uns- how gross he looked. Yeah, because you don't see that in the NBA because, of course, the players make more than the coaches and it's a player-driven league where it's like, no, okay, it's, because it's, either the players, the co- it's never either the coach or the player in the NBA. It's the always the player. Better. It's because the they run in the better. same plays all the time. It ain't like they're really doing nothing. Maybe like in and out of timeouts and stuff like that, you're going to coach a little bit more or kind of like making those adjustments from play to play. You run and pick and roll or like you're running your motion. like or You mean and tell they, me you don't it, like – Freaking Arkansas, you know? sixty minutes of hell, full court press. You don't I didn't like say I didn't that. Like that. The only thing I don't like about college basketball are cowardly zones. I like. No, I, I like a fierce zone. I hate playing against a zone, but I I nah, like that. Listen, the, listen. The strategy of a zone. Jim Beheim got them dudes six seven. He got athletes, and he got them playing cowardly zone. Man up. But it's like you can't get past that though. Certain like there was like there's certain ones where it's just like when you got all that length on the court, like there is something to that that zone. Like that This that is thing. probably this is nothing I can prove, but I would be willing to say playing a zone you have less injuries than playing man to man. Probably. Know. I mean I, probably. It makes sense. I mean, that's not a good reason to play zone though. Uh-huh, be saying. a man. Be a man, lock up. And get a stop. Listen, when I was at when Carolina was losing to Auburn, and my brother was like, "Yo, man, they should switch the switch the zone." I said, "I'd rather lose by fifty than switch the zone." Yeah, you're and a come back and fan win. because I would rather and come win. back and win. I would literally rather box in one and listen. Friggin- I am I am like the Spartans. I'd rather do the dude from what's the guy from Temple, John uh, Chaney. Yeah, where he where he sent the one dude out to just get five Send fouls out real the quick. Goons like John Chaney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, I am I'm the on Spart- that level to win. <laughs> I am like the Spartans. Either you come home victorious or you come home on your shield. <laughs> You know, like don't 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 play. I hate when Roy plays zone. Don't play zone. Don't play zone. Man up, lock your There's man up. There's definitely and a have place some. for zone and basketball, though. I, I mean, mean, they kind of they do play kind of. They don't allow because of the defensive three second. Yeah. But I mean, they kind of play like those hybrid zones. I mean, look, Dallas did that to LeBron and them in eleven. <clears throat> they play like this hybrid zone where they basically dare that they, they clog the lanes up and to dare them to shoot and Pop, they couldn't make Pop the did shot. the same thing. You know what when I'm saying? They so, smoked them that one year. I was so happy when he got them cramps and they lost. Like Pop was playing that zone, <laughs> and he just sick and Kawhi on whoever was hot. He was like, "Here, go, go." And Ginobili was never mind. That was, my, to, that was my LeBron hate coming out of my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> too, not too uh, dampen the mood, but we gotta we, we gotta get hit our next break here. So I think we got. I don't know if we're gonna hit all our topics. I need to see how much time we got running. But I'm gonna jump into this next joint. I gotta remember what the next song was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Next joint from this uh Magic Johnson. I'm out. I holler at y'all. Hey baby, put put mommy on the phone. Yeah, I'm never coming home again. Uh so I'm gonna jump into this next joint. And like I said, I'm not introing. I'm just playing. Y'all know what it is when you hear it. I'm cold. I'm cold. Yeah. Shout out, Kanye. I love 808s. I was driving to class and screaming this this song outside. People looking at me like I was crazy. Because you are. I'm not the guy who enjoys college basketball. You just said that you went to the Sprint Center to watch the Elite Eight in Sweet 16. I didn't say I didn't enjoy college basketball. I said I enjoyed the program. You don't enjoy your team, North Carolina, winning national championships over not even having a team in, in the I NBA think. and watching it. I think you're a Bulls fan, right? Are you I am. A Bulls? Out the door, door, door. Shout out to Lori Markin. I like that. Dude. 
That's what the Bulls or the Suns are the two teams I want. I thought you were going to say the two teams I want LeBron to leave and go to. That too. That too. LeBron, like, man, just, I just want him out of here, man. He can go play on. No, nah, I don't want to say that. He needs to go to the Orlando match. That is a team that I live with. Hey, and they're, and they're, and they're, a, they're, a, they're a playoff team, too. So, you know, there's that. New black and white thing. I'm coming for you, Joe Button. Coming. Man, man, I love it. I mean, like, 808 and Heartbreaks is like full of pain and anguish, and I just be like riding down the street like a freaking weirdo, screaming the lyrics with a smile on my face. Like, I've got to look like a terrorist to these people when I'm driving down the street. Why you like a RoboCop? I can see you just... Bro, <laughs> the baddest girl I ever seen. Straight up out of movie scene. Loud, I was in, sitting in my car, getting ready to get out, loud in the mug. That's too funny. I love it, man. Paranoid. Like, I want... When, when me and my wife renew our vows, I have a list of songs that I want to play at least once an hour, and Paranoid is one of them, because I love the beat. I love the beat. But anyway, enough of my weird obsession with 808 and heartbreaks. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see how much time. I can't tell if B has his own like some kind of weird military time because it looks like we've been here for two hours and we have not been here for two. No, nah, we've been here an hour and like eight minutes. All so right, we're cool, 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 cool. All right, so let's jump into this next topic. Then actually, we're gonna jump into some major league baseball. Part of the reason we have drivers here because drivers. Is you know I didn't realize how big of a major league baseball fan he was until we actually sat down on our lost episode that would never air ever. Um, <laughs> um, until we started, to, I didn't know you played baseball. Yeah, um, I love it. It's like that's my first my first love. Like the first thing I actually like knew that I was interested in. Like every day, got to be around it, play it, do it. Didn't matter the situation. All right, yeah, all right. So yeah. I do got a couple of questions. We're gonna get into the Royals and kind of like your early reactions to the first couple of weeks of the season. But I, we kind of had this discussion last time you were here. Mm-hmm. And I want to start with this is, is the sport of baseball still cool? Like, is it something that I, – I just – I won't add anything to it. I just asked that question. Is the sport of baseball still cool? Um, I would say probably not – like a majority of the people that you would ask, probably not. But there is a concerted effort to make it that way. I feel like there's a lot of things that happen in baseball. Now with social media and the evolution of like the short clip, I feel like that's something that MLB is just kind of taking advantage of. And like just all the cool things that can happen in a game to make you want to watch a game. I think they're really trying to like make that happen to – to like no end like you know not just like cool plays but different guys doing different things that makes it kind of interesting like um last night one of the big things on MLB's uh social media was Billy Hamilton scoring from second on a uh on a uh it, it wasn't necessarily a sacrifice fly because from second like you're not really it turned into a sacrifice fly mm-hmm. it's kind of the weirdest things but just like how fast that guy really is and it just you know it was like one of the most shared things and i think that's like just really cool like because people aren't really used to 
those kind of things. But I, I feel like they're trying to make it cool. Like, you know, they, they got a little bit of swag with, I think we talked about it with like how, how players wear their uniforms. Like, you know, you see guys with chains now, more jewelry out there. You see the, the cleats. There's more accentuation on the cleats. Jordan cleats. My son just got a pair of cleats. They're Hirachi cleats, but they look like Jordan ones. Like they're, they're, they're pretty dope. Mm, okay. And like, that was the first thing when he walked up to ba- baseball practice last night and he had the cleats on the whole team gathered around him and was like, Oh, oh you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's just maybe at this point, it's still kind of like a niche thing between like baseball fans and players. But I really think that they're making that concerted effort to try to like bring that part of the game and that element of the game to the forefront and make it more about that. So I think they take, take a, a, a lot of cues from NBA on that kind of stuff. Like, you know, just making making the, the ankle breaking plays and those things at yeah, the forefront. And yeah. then like you might only watch the last five minutes of an NBA game. There's because, nothing like a web gym. I mean just the first, you know, doo, just a, doo, 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 yeah. Doo, like it's Yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing like it. So the NBA does this and I think it's a pretty dope thing. And I'll ask you if you think they should embrace this. The NBA has with their league pass, you can buy, you know, single game or if a game is like close. Mm-hmm on the fourth quarter for like a dollar ninety nine or something, ninety nine cent, you can go and buy like this league pass game. Do you think MLB should embrace that? Let me hip you to something. They already been doing it. They did it before the NBA. Mm. It's called MLB Extra Innings and you can have the MLB at bat app. Yeah. Like, I feel like they had that before NFL and NBA. I did not like, know for, that for I years. Um yeah, for years they and they they have their version of League Pass, which is which is called Extra Innings. Yeah, yeah. And everything like that. And they, they run it like they promote it basically the same way as League Pass. They have those free like weeks or weekends where you can watch all the games and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I definitely took advantage of that. I'm not gonna pay for it. I watch enough baseball. There's a, there's enough baseball on from night to night that it could fulfill my desires. I, I mean obviously I watch the Royals almost every night, but then you know, like the series this week that's been really big, that's every game's been on TV, is the Astros and the Yankees. Because those are two teams that are likely could see each other in the playoffs. Uh, last, was it two years ago, they had a really good playoff series. And they've had a lot of those same players now just a couple of years older. So it's a good series to watch. The The Astros have been dominating that series. But it's, I mean, it's they have a lot of star players. So that's why you want to watch those types of series. Um, you want to see the best go against the best. And those two teams are kind of notorious for having some of the best young players in the league. So, so pretty cool I, stuff. I wish I would have thought about this uh, when he was making his decision, which I, he had already made up his mind. He just wasn't sharing it with the world. But Kyler Murray, you know, he drafted by the A's, um, decided to skip, at least for now, right? At least he's delaying his, his pro baseball career mm-hmm. to play football. So if it were you and you had to make the pitch to say, not just play with the A's, but just stick with baseball, and you had to make that pitch, like what would your pitch have been to Kyler Murray to try to persuade him to play baseball over football? It's kind of weird because I wouldn't make that pitch. He's better. He's clearly he's clearly better at football than he is at baseball. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. So even though he was he's a first round pick, right? Yeah. Was it top? Was it eighth? He was like ninth pick in the draft, I believe. So you think and so that, that was that was a total reach. I don't think any other team would have drafted him at that. It was the Oakland A's who wanted to make that decision. Not so respected you, because they they they're more drafting him on a projection. They're almost kind of drafting him in the sense of like how you would draft a high school player. How you would project him to be this way. Like I told you, I think we talked about this before like in college baseball, he wasn't even like close to one of the best players in it and he won the Heisman trophy. 
Like clearly, the he was the best player in foot college football. He wasn't close to winning Golden Spikes or coming. He wasn't like even probably the top five or six players on his team. Athlete, yes, but as far as like the best players on Oklahoma, no. So if you had to guess and project what he would have been pro wise, is there a player that you could name pro wise that he would have? You would hope, like high end Ricky Henderson. Like that's the type of player he could be. Ricky Henderson is like a terrible comp because he's a Hall of Famer, yeah, and like yeah, one yeah. of the was, one of the like, greatest yo, players like, ever. But that's what you kind of see when you see him, like that that like rugged, like speed on the base pass, able to go get it in the outfield, and you hope that his plate discipline and hitting would develop into something along those lines. Um, a player comp now, if I had to think of someone. Really, it's it's really hard because those types of athletes aren't just kind of littered in baseball to uh, kind of do it. Um, it would be more of a mix of a few players and in the MLB right now that you would say Kyler Murray. But it's hard to say because dudes really like ain't that good at baseball. So it's hard to kind of see what they were seeing. I mean, Terrence Gore. Better than that. Uh, Better than that. <laughs> Raphael for call. Rafael Furcal is one of my favorite players ever. <laughs> like, just I, like not even gonna lie to you, just I I loved his story coming up yeah. and how they painted him. Um, like as I far as maybe. speed, like yeah, he would definitely uh, he would automatically enter as one of the faster guys in Major League Baseball. So, so you have that there, but just like it's hard to get his mentality because you could just like. I don't think he was really like coming into his own as a baseball player. I feel like that's why they got him because then they could mold him and kind of teach him. In college baseball, he really just wasn't like he wasn't like who you were focused on when you were playing. It was more or less like, hey, look at this quarterback playing baseball. Gotcha. More or less. And but I mean, not to say he obviously he was good enough like to be a college athlete, but I feel like it was more athleticism than anything. He was raw. And that was kind of kind of what they were basing that off of and you kind of want to mold him into like who you want him to be that's why i said ricky henderson is like the ultimate because that's kind of like what you see in him when he's out there playing but ricky henderson just like he was a baseball player i know he played uh running back a little bit um and probably could have played running back all like uh, maybe even at a pro level but those are the types of things where it's just like how hard Ricky Henderson went into those bases. You see a little bit in that into Kyler Murray. He had that football mentality. Mm. So that's that's what I kind of see. Not to say that he could ever, ever be that because he's so like he's like really wasn't even that great of a college baseball player. You can look at his numbers. Like, well, they weren't that good. Will he be the only athlete ever to have been drafted in the top 10 of both first rounds in sports? Maybe in the same year, but I feel like Bo Jackson did it, right? I got it. I'll look it up. I don't know. I don't know what. So what know round what, did Dion go in? I don't remember. I, I mean, I know he was number two pick in the draft um, in football. In football. But, um, yeah, I feel like base, he might have been like and third He might have been like a, like a lower round draft pick mm-hmm. in uh, baseball. Same with Bo. Feel like he might have. He might. I just think it's just like you know, growing up. I, I mean, I played four sports, so I would say three of them competitive, not too competitively. Um, but you're like as a kid, you're like, I'm getting drafted in baseball and basketball. It's the dream. Like Like, it's it's just wild. Like when that really does happen, you know. And and that's one of those things where it was like, if he could play both, like 
he he could, but 105th round. I mean, 105th overall for uh, both. And, and part of and part of that is because like they are so strong in those things that like people didn't want to waste time or money. You might want to look. Is that when the Royals picked him up, or is that when the Yankees originally tried to draft him? Because I feel like George Steinbrenner did try to draft Bo Jackson like number one draft pick type of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, let's see. Trying to see. But then as a flyer, you just kind of like pick guys. Like, um, yeah. like I feel like that's what kind of happened with Tony Gwynn because, you know, he was like not maybe on his way to the NBA, but like that could have been an option for him. Yeah. He was like that good at basketball. Interesting. I don't see – I mean, looking at his wiki, it doesn't say that the Yankees drafted him. Like it talks about Tampa Bay um, drafted him with the first overall pick in the 86 draft, but he felt like they tried to sabotage his career. Right. Um, baseball career, so he vowed not to sign with them. Um, he opted to play baseball for the Royals, who drafted him in the fourth round, 105th overall is what they right. what they say. So I didn't say anything about the Yankees. I know yet. before that, while he was still at Auburn, that like George Steinbrenner wanted Bo Jackson, like gotcha. that type of thing, and he was like, "I'll draft you like first round, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean, if you come and do this and commit to baseball." But I feel like Bo gave him the impression like I'm not limiting my options in that way. So, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Interesting, interesting. So let's turn to baseball real quick. Uh, we'll start with the hometown team, man. Um, Awar, a- a- can you please pray that the spirit of Joaquin Soria would please leave the Royals bullpen? Hilarious. Because <laughs> um, this bullpen. You know I what's mean, weird is I didn't like Joaquin Soria. Like I didn't. I, like, so I the first, this, this is not my show, y'all. But, like I like yeah, like I, the executioner. Come right, on, y'all. The Come first on, time, his but, first time around, I I really did like. I, I enjoyed him. And we just gonna leave that alone. No, so here's what I'll say. I was one of the people who defended him and said, look, remember the good times when he was just like, when they signed it, when they got him from Detroit, I was like, wait, did you guys, like, he was in your division. Did you not watch what we watch? Why would you sign him? And when he struggled, I was like, remember the good times. He he had he had some solid points uh, with, I believe it was the Rangers before that, and then he hurt himself. And I think that was why he got signed. I felt like the, the consensus was he was injured and in Detroit and... They could they could get him back. The Royals do the Royals do that a lot. Like and you know the only players. the only reason and one of the biggest reasons that the Mexicutioner got such a bad rep. Well, not only was you know just some of his production, but when you're going from like Holland, Davis, um, Herrera, I mean, <laughs> expectations. The, the expectations are unreal. You know what I mean. Um, but like I watched, uh, what's the Deekman? Is that is that how you pronounce it? I, I like the way the guy pitches. Now he's, he didn't he didn't perform very well you know but it seemed like you know the lefty tall throws a ball hard you know like has some little control issues whatever but there's people in the bullpen that I, I i actually like and i think will get better through the year but yeah obviously it's been rough i mean they just have they like man we're what 12 games in this is 11 right or 11 or 12 um i honestly don't start being critical until about game 40 mm-hmm. yeah. like literally 40 games in i'm like okay Ah, we suck. Like you know what I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll concede. Like, hey, we we suck, or hey, we might have something. Maybe we should think about doing this because you're like a quarter through the season. Baseball season, obviously, is really long. Um, it's just one of those. And things. if you compare that to other sports, I mean, it's like a by the third or fourth NFL or or football or college football game, or right. by the fifth or sixth is when you kind of got an idea yeah, what, what you guys are going to be like. Do, you know, yeah. first twenty five games of the NBA season. You yeah, know? it's just like one of those things where, like, I mean, clearly, like, obviously they're not performing well, but at the same time, I am willing to give some of those guys a chance to 
figure out their roles. Part of that is, um, if you want to say management, like or managing, they don't they didn't have those roles identified coming into the season. And when you have kind of just like a hodgepodge of guys, you're gonna let them kind of figure it out. Ooh. And they costing them W's though. That's I mean, but at at this point in time, like or going into it, Dayton Moore already made it clear like we're rebuilding. Something that you don't hear that man say very often. So when he uses that word, you have to take him at face value with it. This is like a true rebuild. So like the point isn't really to win games. It's more of to evaluate. We have these guys here on this team, which I believe is high A ball. High, I oh think it's high. God. I think it's high A ball that like our championship team will come from majority of these guys here. Listen, listen. I mean, hopefully I'm getting this stat right, but the 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 relievers for the Royals have the next to last worst ERA. Yeah, the Cubs have the worst, I believe. Right uh, Washington. And Washington. Eight point two four. Jesus Christ. I mean, as a Cubs fan, <clears throat> right. I mean, they talking about Joe Madden on the Yeah, no, I saw that we had given up like 13 runs in innings one through five, and then it was almost like 20, 29 or something in six through nine. And I forget what game, where was I? We were somewhere, oh, Saturday. We went to the, I went to the wife, went to the movies with my wife, and we were eating dinner, and they had the Royals game on. You know, the previous inning, they went up 4-2. Forget the kid's name who hit a home run. Um, that was the four four game that ended in. No, that's a, that's the Monday night game. Was it, ended up was, it, was it like I think it was like Dozier? Like they lost six four. Too. They lost six four. They were up yeah. four two, and then the next guy comes in like he's relieving. And I saw his ERA was like six, and I was like, oh, that's not good. And then like it's probably McCarthy. Yes, immediately, immediately gets puts a guy on base. Right. Immediately gives up another yeah, hit, and it's like first and third, like quick, yeah. no outs. And I'm just like, dang, bro. Yeah. And I mean, it just it just snowballed that quick. It, it's one of those things. Obviously, you identify some of those guys and you want to get them out of here, which uh, McCarthy is down in the minors now. Um, they've, they've made significant changes to the bullpen just starting like Monday. Uh, my man, Richard Lovelady, Royals pitcher of the year last year. Um, he, he got called up like he struck out his first two major league batters and then got a lazy fly out for his for his third out last night. So he looks, I mean, I know it's only like he literally has one inning pitch, but he looks to be what they projected him as, you know, the Royals pitcher of the year in minor leagues last year. So, you know, it's just all about like, there's, there's so many things to consider like service time when you bring someone up. Cause then that way you can control them for that extra year before you do it. So that's like Dayton Moore. You got to understand like his philosophy. He'd rather be late to the party than early and lose someone that year early. It's just it's it it's tough. It's tough as a fan, but when he like I said, when you listen to him talk, you take what he's saying at face value because like he's just evaluating. Our our time is 20, 2020, 2021. If we're like terrible and still blowing games in those amount of times, when you see all of these young guys who like they won the it was the low A ball championship last year. Our our minor league team and they had like literally like studs everywhere on that team. And then you kind of sprinkle that in with some guys that are higher up in our minor league levels. That'll like that's why you're seeing Whit Merrifield play a lot of right field. They have a kid named Nicky Lopez who's gonna eventually come up. You'll probably see him now probably closer to June, July than September, and he's gonna play second base for the Royals probably for the next. Five to ten years, depending on how well he plays. Yeah. And that's why with Whit Merrifield, who's already been pe- paid, and 
can be versatile. He's not starting every day at second base. It's Chris Owings because that's someone who's expendable. You want to keep wit. You want to put him somewhere where he can make use of his value. So it's just understanding Dayton Moore's like there's kind of a method to his madness. I don't want it's. I, I want to say it's called classy tanking. He's not doing it Nick style. He's doing it a little. <laughs> he's, a, he's doing it a little bit better. So. so real quick, I want to say randomly, um, there's nothing like being a major leaguer and then getting sent down to the minors. Like that's got to be like, man, not not the. Imagine life. if that could happen in other sports, <laughs> like just the ego check. I mean, let's be honest. Like how how. How tiring would it get? Would you get by saying, "All right, Nathan Peterman, (laughs) (laughs) come on back up"? (laughs) See, it it just it just all depends because you you got two different guys. Like, uh, say say you take uh, Kyle Zimmer and you take Brandon McCarthy. Both of those guys got sent down the other day, but for two obviously different reasons. McCarthy, you just ran it was all performance. He probably like he he'll probably be back up, but it's more like in question. Mm-hmm. Kyle Zimmer, he went down simply because you can send him down and bring him back up. Right. There's options. There's like a you play the game within the game, but Kyle Zimmer, you know you're gonna see him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McCarthy, not so much, man. Like he's gotta kind of show and prove, but that that that's a little bit too is so that ego check some of it is is great but then you hear about it like the guy richard lovelady how he heard that he was going to the big leagues greatest really, baseball name ever man his dad is the goat like <laughs> so many like so goat. like so many jokes yeah. so many jokes coming out with that guy so 30 seconds i need you to give me the what's the top story in baseball right now 30 seconds. top story in baseball um how some of the good teams are bad would it be i would say like the red, red sox, sox are like really bad right now yeah. the cubs are like kind of really bad right now um that that, that would be it right now is like are they going to be able to dig out of those like holes and stuff like that? Fix the problems that they have early season. Man, like you did that very professionally. Like I feel like I was in a producer ear going thirty seconds, thirty seconds. 10 seconds, 10 seconds. <laughs> Yo, but you know what? So we're running late, and I have to go to work in the morning. Be humble wants us to get out. He's not going to. He's the nice guy. He's not going to tell us this, but he ready. He's ready for us to get out. Um, it's only twenty dollars an hour, but every minute you are over, it's like a hundred bucks. You know, <sighs> something crazy. <sighs> Man, I need some of that Joe Budden Spotify money. <laughs> this is of the week. <laughs> but yo, so we're gonna end right there. We'll get we didn't get a chance to get to the NBA athletic poll or uh Aaron Rodgers, the pettiest man alive. But uh we'll get to that at some point. Uh probably no show next week. Um unless I can get with someone to do a anchor show. I was going to say anchor show, but I actually want to talk to someone who was on the Kansas City school board. So gotcha. he's not on there anymore, but he was there. So I was interested. He works with me, works at my job. I didn't notice. I just happened to see his reelection campaign. I was like, yo, you'd be an interesting person to talk to. So I haven't done a stick to sports segment in a long time. So I might do that at some point. Maybe not this week, maybe next week. The goal is to try to have at least three of these shows a month. Um, so if we can hook up maybe end of the month, we can meet that quota. So dope. Thank you to everyone for listening. We appreciate us. Don't, I don't want to hear no complaining. If you listen to Joe Budden podcast, that's like three hours. I don't want to hear no complaining about how long we are, how long when do we are, except from the engineer. He gets to complain because it's his spot. Um, thank you for listening. Please remember, you can go to soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars. You can go to Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast. Search hashtag brains and bars. You can check out every episode of the podcast there as well. 
At some point, we're going to do a live episode. It'll be 50-ish. We won't do 50 on the dot, but it'll be 50-ish. Until next time, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all be easy for Jarvis, for myself, for A-War. You listen to It's a Black and White thing. We holler at y'all. Deuces.